on the seventh day, God created the right man and said, go forth with your full head of hair, my son. So church on a Sunday, as Righty will be preaching the good word of football any given Monday. And here we are. Boys. Good to see everyone. Good to see you too, right, man? Sunday sesh. Yeah, Sunday sesh. I just said Sunday sesh. Sunday sesh. And we've got a big, big guest. Yeah. Absolute Surprise superstar. International superstar. Bro, I'm on here every week, man. Oh, well, geez, get your hand off it. Well, anyway. And finally, the NRL have locked in a date. Thank fuck for that. Yeah, I was starting to... Get the, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the ups and downs. Let's pretend and some of our listeners don't know what they've locked in. Let's just oh, yeah. say it. <laughs> well, the NRL coming out and they've confirmed the, the start date of the 28th of May. So we'll have Rugby League back in... Is it seven weeks? I'm thinking... Well, seven weeks on a Thursday? 26, yeah. I it's a, it says. And they want to do what they want to do. It hasn't been locked in yet, but they want to do Thursday... Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, One of my favourite time slots, Monday. The unsung hero of football watching time slot, Monday. That's what is in the States, isn't it? Yeah, that's Monday the big thing. How's that the big razzmatazz when you see the um, the big production of it all and then they get someone singing the Monday night footy song? It's awesome. Kerry Underwood, isn't it? Yeah, Kerry Underwood. Kerry Underwood sings that? Um, yeah, so it's awesome. Sort of, it's more Friday night here in, in Australia, mm. but I think that we could still do Monday night footy because I'm, I'm are not Are you a sold. Kerry Underwood fan? Yeah, she's sexy, man. <laughs> Dano? Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's sexy. Anyway, yeah, before, how was your week? Yeah, good. How's COVID going for this one? Good. Mm. A few things, a few changes they announced today yeah. as of next weekend. It's the 2nd of May, isn't it? They're starting yeah. to bring back some... Not as laws on a bit of social distancing. You can go for picnics and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you can have ten people. Uh, small gathering in the small small gathering. So, like, you could do some sort of PT group. Yeah, could you have that. three people in the one room doing a podcast? Or yeah, I think so. You could also have like seven people in your doing. Technically, peppings, as of next weekend, yes, but not now. And Five people in a communal shower. Oh, if possible. Can you stop? Don't get me that excited yet. Don't start that, talking about that. Maybe have to be uh, postponed for a while. With that, how you can go and buy unessential, go shopping for unessential items, does that mean that, I mean, I was talking to a mate about this today, does that mean that there'll be more stores open and more people back in work? I think there will be. I think that's the whole plan they're trying so. to do. They've come out and said they're going to try and do the best they can to get everyone back to work as soon as possible, get all these all these services that aren't currently um, functioning to try and just put them back on their feet as soon as possible, and that'd be the best way to do it, get more people back to work get more people buying things from local business and yeah people making money to spend money and people like and people do cares like once it comes back we're going to get we're going to see an influx of people shopping local and um supporting their local business local corner stores all that sort of stuff local furniture stores that sort of sort of jazz and fuck me when the pubs open they'll be fucking yeah be well pub, compensated by the, every by the local pub in every neighborhood's gonna have a crowd i heard that from um, the from the brook to the Salisbury Hotel, yeah. to wherever you want to go. Get, like, you know, FGT, if people are thirsty, you know? if the Brooks yeah. got a crowd, eh? Yeah. I think, I think that I heard the laws the other day on the radio. They were talking to the chief medical officer, and I think um, when the pubs do reopen, they're still going to reopen with uh, stipulations over 
um, the social distancing law. So you'd have to have a certain amount of people in a room still and everyone, even punters would have to be seated so they can keep track of um, a head count of And only let people certain in people in. So you say, say the pub's like, 100 square metres, you still got to respect your four square metres so you'll only be 40 blokes in that room yeah. and everyone will have to be seated unless you're going up to get a drink or whatever not. But Yeah, and they might not let then. some people in until certain people have left. Sort exactly. Of like on up a club. This could be total bro science, but I heard that it'd be like, they'd work at like time slots. So a bunch of people in the pub at that time, they're like, okay, so now then you've booked that time, then uh, you can go in with the That next. might be to start with, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people would look to maybe move on to I'm others. I'm going to have like four different aliases because I'm going to be booking back to back to back to back down my local. Don't worry about that. You got so many skanks on the run, so you have to hit every <laughs> pub that those skanks are at. Oi, um... <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, Oi. You're a player, bro. You play. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? The biggest, best oh. dick game in the world. Hey? Or you bet, um, what was I going to say? Without, besides the, um, the obviously the uh, people losing jobs and all that kind of gear, um, I haven't mind isolation at all. With your work too, you've said that not much has changed. Oh, wait, here's Offerdale. I've been trying to call him. Oh, source. Oi. We're recording right now, you cuck. What are you doing? What do you want? Righty and Dana are sitting here listening to you. Why'd you fucking call me on a Sunday? Well, I didn't know you'd be... What were you doing? Going <laughs> for a, Were you going for a nice drive? Yeah, fuck yeah. A little Sunday afternoon drive. Where to? Any, uh, anywhere out of Gundy, I imagine, man. would have been nice. Good. It looked like crap. Dana said anywhere out of Gundy would have been nice. Oh, my God. Fucking... <laughs> I walked in that hotel room you booked us off, Adele. My pillow was crawling away. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Is it? Are you running for local politics out there? Because you are the mayor of of Gundy. My God, I've never seen one. I've never seen one man take command of of a place like you did. You ran the entire town. Everybody answered to you. Everyone from the pub to Jamal, you had them all going. Yeah, how's that guy going? <laughs> <laughs> Old mate Jamal. <laughs> Oi, um, offers. I'm I'm repping your shirt at the moment, though, bro. Which one? Your your barbell shirt. Yeah, one of the ones that I don't have. One, you know. Oh, they're mad. Mine's fine. Have you got any insides? My- have you got any inside scoops for us? Um, not really. Eh? How's your course going? Steroids. I was wondering what you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Is a man doing online study? (laughs) What's the news on Gary Lowe? Is he still getting Gary Lowe to the club next year offers? He said, what's the, with Gary Lowe, you're still getting him to the club. You don't reckon? We were hearing mail that it will kick off here. Here in the big smoke, it's talk of. Yeah, no, we, they, don't, they don't yeah, get the news out there until start weeks up. after we do, so they just got to... Yeah, they said we're going to start up for sure. Yeah, everything under cup. When you reckon? We've got a date, the yeah. rough date. What's the rough date, Dana? First of June. First of June, they reckon they're going to give us a month preseason again and then start in August. Yeah. Or July, sorry. First of June is the, is the season start, I think. And then we'll come out there and pump you guys again, eh? Never having a trial against you, can't again. Yeah, it's because we're not driving six hours to your shithole crack den again, you fuckwit. <laughs> All right, Offadel, you're kind of boring us, but I'll, I'll I'll talk to you soon, eh? Yeah, 
fucking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you press fucking green and call me, you dickhead? Ask him how it's going. Fuck off. <laughs> Ask him if he's... Oh, no, he he's I wanted to find out, has he resigned yet? Fuck, not getting two metres of that life back, are yeah. <laughs> well, Resign for next year. Yeah, no, they, I don't he's a big... He's a... Well, with no money at the moment. Mm. This was like when a certain... Well, a person who masquerades as a rugby league journalist made a big, <laughs> What's his name? Uh, we'll call we him... Does he do something in a corner or... Yeah. Yes, we may call... It begins with a C. Came out and Does broke it this. Arky? Yeah, yeah, it's like Arky. Well, Arky <laughs> broke a big scoop on Moses Suli that he got from the mole, and this was definitely happening. How good! Then Moses Suli's manager comes out and go. The only thing they got right in this story was they spelt Moses Suli's name correctly. That is totally incorrect. <laughs> so he's out there. Oh, there was a good one the other day. He broke some news six days after it happened. Unreal. Were you in a time warp? Fuck wit. <laughs> yeah, oh, but enough of that. Yeah, but anyway, right? Oi, but yeah, talk talk us through this because I got a uh, message from a undisclosed friend about you training at Daisy's as well. Getting Who's after the friend? It. What's that? Who is it? The chick Who? I've been trying to hook you up with the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put it on Insta. So. Days put me through so a little sesh. It was harder. It was hard as fuck. Only short sesh, but it was hard as fuck. She's a nut job. Oh, she didn't even do it, and she just fucking yeah. horse whipped me doing it. It was good. She said we'll start off with squats. She wanted me to do one stage. She was pushing for like trying to do sets of twenty, mm-hmm. and I shit canned that idea. <laughs> yeah. I know she was only staring me after the deadlift business, but no, it was good. She's a good trainer. Old days loved it. Like. Said, mentioned how you were funny. I would have paid. He goes, Freddy. Freddy's a lot funnier than I thought he would be. I said, Yeah, he's a man of a million laughs. <laughs> I would have paid to watch you get horse whipped whilst, whilst training. Oh, mate. Was Maddie there terrible. as well? Yeah, Maddie. He was doing a bit of um, Renos out the yeah. back. Oh, he was yeah. laughing. He go, "You could not pay me to fucking train on Sunday." Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. I think. I think I actually. Yeah. Fuck, Maddie. Maddie Hutton, pull your head in. I yeah. think yeah. I actually yeah. asked him one time, "Do you train with Daisy?" He's like, "Are you fucking serious, bro? Yeah. I'll die." <laughs> but, but good news, Matt Hutton is coming back to have a run. Yeah, so I good. said, yeah. He's a good hard old back rower. Yeah, man, man, he's tough. He can whack a bit, gets yeah, jammed, yeah, and just yeah. enjoys being part of the team. Yeah, exactly. He loves that team atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, just, so yeah, they're good folks. I got a session. Righty, you slid uh, a message into me and Dano about a girl just guzzling some cum to try to keep the know, away. I know. I, was, I thought you'd like that. Like yeah, I it's was right going, up your alley. Ellie, yeah. I so sent Dano's alley. He's the one lo- no, no, dropping no. loads all over I, town. No, like Dane is well liked by the <laughs> ladies and everyone knows that. Any single ladies out there, there's, <laughs> if you're looking to meet a big specimen of a bloke or two actually, I got a Dane Adams who you can find him on Facebook, and an Alex Weller man just yeah. out there and man trains every day. Great bloke. If I was a chick, I'd definitely get over Al big way Al. before me. You're like He's a big, a tall, unit. tall, uh, tall, handsome fellow. Maybe Al they Weller. want. Maybe they want to fucking get fucking spitted. You know? Yeah, so. <laughs> don't know about that sort, but they're the we. Uh, they're the, the men to look history, up. You know? If you want a Dane and Weller train. You know where to call. The ladies. Oh, we're going to get a lot of blokes calling in saying, yeah. What about yourself, Christian? How much training a day uh, are you doing regularly a week? Um, Yeah, usually just the once a day. Yesterday I did twice a day because 
like Daisy, I've got a friend, Ellie, who, who we've mentioned before, but she wanted to work out in the Arvo as well. So I did tour day yesterday, but that fucked me. And then um, today was my, oh, today was my rest day. day. But yeah, just been doing bits and pieces. And I've started to go back to the, um, so Phil, who owns the CrossFit, I've started to go back to his house as well and work out under there. He's got oh, Phil sh- likes you? Yeah. You haven't mentioned him for a while. I thought he might have got jack of you or something. No, no. Me, yeah, me and Phil get along real well. And so, I'm, yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. Phil seems a good dude. Oh, he is. He's a legend. And so, we're going over there and we're um, just training. Dane un- suggested un- that you know, might have been trying to swindle the the uh, members to train for, with you and leave oh, Richie no. CrossFit. Yeah. No. You know, like, yeah. Dane no, I, that. I did believe that it was So, possible. next week on any given Monday, me and Ryder will be talking. Only me and Ryder will be talking. <laughs> No, but seriously, that's butter, good. When you, when you start <laughs> talking the truth a bit too much. <laughs> it must be hard for anyone on your gym because I see um, down there at Tanagra where Dane and I go. He's moving, Benny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah where's he? Because I've seen they left. They were selling equipment. Yeah, his intentions were to um, to, to sell up. Um, he was going to move to somewhere a bit smaller. He's partnered with a mob on Haywood Street at Stafford. The, yeah, I saw that. The and he does. Um, I see and done, strength and conditioning yeah. dude. I so see he does a looking, few, um, uh, does some uh, one-on-one PT sessions yeah, over at Kangaroo does, Point. He still does some running, um, some running classes and stuff like that. When, yeah, yeah so like obviously in line with COVID nineteen restrictions. But I think his intentions were always to get up somewhere smaller. And yeah, tighten it was up. a and good was, little gym that at top rank. It was, it was in more, like an old um, warehouse. I think he's still more chasing the fitness side of things. He loves his triathlon and he's, yeah, he, yeah. Loves, he loves the bike and that sort of stuff. So I think he's more working towards getting a small, like a small sort of fitness gym where he can. Have his cross training. His kind of like a boutique gym or? Oh, yeah, sort of something, something similar to that. But he's also partnered with a mob that do like a lot of strength and conditioning work and a lot of like physio sort of recovery work. Yeah. So I think that's where he's sort of heading with it. Yeah, nice. Right. But he'd, that, that he'd was be struggling awesome. too, the poor bus. That was awesome gym for 10 bucks a week and you could have done those boxing classes or yeah, things yeah. like that. I wonder, I wonder how, how Benny Matt's going. I don't know, but he looks like he's training a lot. Yeah. You know, and those sort of things there with people being not having as much spare cash in some ways, yeah. then if you're paying for good quality training, you've got to pay. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? Have you, like with yourself, have you done any training on the side? Like like PT Yeah, yeah. Nah, because my mates that come over, obviously I'm not going to take money off them and they've been working out enough where like they come over, we just work out with each other like yeah, we're at yeah. a Globo gym, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh I've got I, I I got a guy hit me up about doing it who I used to PT and I said yeah for sure because with this uh, with the COVID I've I, I lost any PT income that I had, um, but this guy's so you're just down to like your other seven jobs now yeah just just drop one yeah income, so yeah, but um and uh, yeah so he's going to come over but then I'm going to program the other couple of days for him like so he'll come here once a day and then I'll program the other two or some shit like that yeah well, that's all right but yeah he was a good client so I was like yeah I was happy to do it but a lot of people yeah you know the PTs it's uh it's hard to I think initially to get people reaching out to say oh, I'll come to your house because they you know the restrictions are so grey area as of next week that will um, that'll yeah loosen yeah. up quite a lot and it'll give opportunities for you like even well, you know it's getting better because i went on pornhub yesterday and my free membership oh. my f- free platinum's gone yeah um, well unlucky man unlucky. so i had to watch the 10 minute bullshit not the 46 minutes i think yeah um wait but so that girl guzzling cum what was a what did she i don't uh, know mate that was just what i think she no, just that, a that was a person who unit. no that was a girl who uh like said, what, what was the science behind it um some sort of, I'm not, I didn't even read the article, some sort of 
animal sperm to help fight off COVID-19. And congr- have you bought any disinfectant to drink after the leader of yeah. your adopted nation told people to do this? Do. Bleach even? You're not drinking yeah. any bleach? Yeah. You're injecting? Like that? You're I saw you're that. Injecting I didn't any, any paint thinners or yeah. anything like that to sort of help you? Mate. <laughs> With with Trump, d- despite how the leader like his leadership goes, he's a funny motherfucker. Yeah, it's but he wasn't trying to be funny. It's funny because he's that fucking dumb. <laughs> he's just but or is he that smart that he knows that's going to well, be funny? There've been reports from people having to go to emergency centres to get their stomachs and pumped from <laughs> drinking bleach. Yeah, bleach, my friend, and disinfectant. So anyway, she uh. So she says it's animal calm, right? Yeah. I'm assuming it would be. So yeah. how many times has Harvey have you jacked off your dog right Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys. I don't just have a heap of animal sperm sitting around, you know? Well, that's that's going to be interesting. <laughs> that's going to be interesting if this helped people. Maybe it would. Maybe it won't. But everyone's trying to fight COVID-19 in their own way. Whether, right. it, whether it helps or not, you well, couldn't fucking get me drinking animal cum, that's for sure. Human cum, sure. Fuck. I'll swallow it all day, definitely animal comes, a bit gross. All right, as we prepare for our special guest, Sheffield Eagles, USA Hawks superstar. Megastar. Megastar, actually. Megastar. Former Parramatta lower grader. The greatest. Uh, Yeah, you can call us back. <laughs> We're the, recording, but it's all good, bro. The greatest, oh, the greatest fullback in USA rugby league history, even though that's a short list. So, right, should I go that way? Yeah, try it. Like, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've got a screen record, eh? Corey Maitland will be with us soon. He's just a bit. Um, I got a few issues at the moment. But Dano, how do you how do you see things go? The NRL actual draw, they're yep. meant to decide how long, the length of the season, etc. In this the next, week, in this coming week, yeah, I yeah, think there's a meeting. I known. think there's a meeting Wednesday that, well, that's what I've seen on. Um, I saw on the Fox League thing I read. I think it's Wednesday they're having the meeting to confirm season length and stuff like that. And now that we've had the broadcasters sort of both come to the party and organise like. Um, uh, back to clarify the start date, I think we just got to wait and see on the draw whether they want to play into the summer months a bit more or whether they just how long yet yeah, the length and a lot of that depends on the T Twenty World Cup yeah yeah with stuff like and that sort of shit like Where do you, you know the speaker sound comes best out of this? probably the bottom I'd imagine or the bottom yes the bottom, bottom. Oh, um yeah it's a, it, I reckon. It, the T20 World Cup definitely would have a lot to, to do with it, especially for Channel 9 because they've got the rights for that. But I think with the NRL, they're just more interested in getting Yo. a season in where they can have every have side play each other at least once. see if we can get you. Yeah, and then... I reckon that'd be, that'd be fine. Play everyone once. Yeah, play everyone right, once. So and see, don't tinker with Dana too many today. rules. Travis. No, Dana. Yeah, see Travis. Oh, yeah, Travis. <laughs> Travis. Uh, right, we see, see that, eh? You can see those two and then I'm just to the right. You don't need to see me, bro. Yeah, you got to shit it anyway, bro. <laughs> oh, you don't talk about ugly mug, bro. we got some good questions coming through about your mug. Don't worry about that. <laughs> How's it going, Cause? <laughs> Not much, eh? You're looking good. Can, can you hear us fine? 
You looking fit, Coz? What have you been doing? Keeping fit or what? Do I look fit? I don't feel fit, bro. <laughs> you look like... The only thing you look like you're missing is your neck, but everything else, you look like you got it all under control. <laughs> oh yeah, how about Dano just coming at you, bro? <laughs> oh, well, you cunts weren't fucking talking, were you? <laughs> what do you like of the uh, the photo, um, the photos I found of you? The best ones on YouTube. The one when you were you twenties at Para then? You look lean, mean, lightning fast. Yeah, that's when I was at Para. Uh, yeah, that was in my under twenties days. Looking, looking smooth, looking fast. One of the things I got about that is you were half skinny back then, and the other one was, why the fuck is Para sponsored by Tourism Northern Territory? <laughs> yeah, because they play that game up there. <laughs> hey, I, I, I did not have a clue. Not have a clue. <laughs> he just plays, man. Don't make it. Yeah. Don't make it complicated. He's like all, the, all man's does is go out and score tries. You don't worry about sponsors in there. How is life over there, Cos? I spoke to a few people in the US and varying reports. How's life in the UK? Bit similar to Freddy, he's on lockdown at the moment too. Ankle brace, potential sexual predator, can't roam the streets at night stealing underwear. (laughs) 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 Freddy, he got caught snow dropping undies a few times and they they asked him not to continue that. Right man made a funny, that was good. That was real good. Wait, uh, Cos, um, yeah, Howie's good. Stevie Howard. Stevie Howard goes. He's the best. Who is the best and worst coaches you have played under? And why does my PP come out yellow? <laughs> Answer them in any order you wished it. <laughs> so, who's your best coach? Um, best coach? Probably Justin Holbrook when we had him uh, in the 20s. He was just like, yeah, he motivated all the boys and was like really good with like your mental health sort of thing. But yeah, he was he was probably the best. I heard he's a half decent um, player manager. Whole book. That's what they. Yeah, yeah. So now that now that he's down to the Titans, that was one of the big raps on him going down there. That he was a, a good man manager and could um could fucking talk to a squad and get like get the squad sort of feel around and not just coach a, coach the player, coach the man as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just just all around good bloke. I've, I've had a few like that, you know, like um, Stephen Howells, he's that. Um, he's uh, Blacktown Seagulls. Um, Blacktown? Yep. Yeah. Manly's feeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. He was a good coach. I had Wade Lampkin, that was at um, Norse for years. He was at Manly 20s when they won. Um, oh, yeah, and he's um, Westfield. He was really good, like. Mm. Yeah, at Westfield. So he was really good for, like, when we were younger because you just give it to you how it was like you felt like you were in a professional environment and stuff like that um, I don't think I've ever had a really bad coach to be honest like, there's never one that sticks out that's like fucking shit oh yeah I mean, 
You biting your lip. You oh, biting your lip for sure. Isn't it funny when a bloke retires from international football, he's throwing all this chat. But when he's actually making these sides, he's always messaging me, Roddy, I can't say nothing, I can't say nothing. You, you can speak though. And he hides in the corner. Now he wants to drag you out, potential USA Hawks future captain, and get you in the shit. What have we got going on here? Wait, so, Cos, if I... Uh, Cause in 2013, if you don't break your leg, how much um, game time do I get? Depends. You run the water a lot. What's that? You still get the nod before me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'd be. I think I'd be running the water out to you, brother. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, well, what's the, what's what's the plans? Um. What's the plans with like going into if like obviously finishing this off this season if it if you get some games in and then are you getting back here or? I'm not too sure yet. We're just going to see what happens just with like visas and that. Because um, I've got another year of my visa, but my missus is just trying to work out hers at the moment. But it's just trying to see how long this season will run because they're saying over here that um, we'll potentially play just regular season until November. Same as the NRL. That's similar to what the NRL are sort of... um, Yeah, similar to what the NRL are sort of proposing. Just to sort of shorten season and play in towards the the summer months over here. All right, so... They're just oh, gonna. Yeah, right. You're just going to pick up from the, when, it, when it's got uh, postponed yeah. and keep going. Fuck, eh? Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, they're going to get rid of the 1895 Cup, I think. Oh, yeah. The Challenge Cup, and then we'll be playing midweek games. So you're playing a lot right. of footy. Nice. And what, what Less training, more playing. What position, Cos, do you reckon yeah. you'll be playing at most? You're in the six still, or what? I think I'll be... Yeah, I think I'll be in the six. Um, we had an injury to like our fullback, so that's the only reason why I was filling in there. Do do you uh, like do you like the yeah. six, or would you rather play like hooker or full? Um, I don't mind the six. I think it just gives me another like, variable to my game. I've got to practice on my kicking. Fuck, you know, it's shocking. Yeah, but, but I just got to practice on that. But it's it's just different, isn't it? Like, you know, hooker, you're in there, you're tackling everyone, and still trying to get to the ball. Where six, you're trying to manage people and set shit up and I think that was something that I, I struggle at because I just go into my shell because I'm usually just like either giving orders or you know <laughs> just, oh come here come here you know like, or blow it up yeah <laughs> yeah or blow it up I just fuck a new piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> but then I just I just blow up at myself because I think fuck you have a shit cut when you block you know from shit passes or get it up again you know you're doing something silly and and with uh, being at six, have you have you tried to like keep the uh, keep your lid on when shit goes south? Yeah, well, I think the difference is over here is that we got like um, a few senior players that do a lot of fucking screaming as well, like with Sheffield. Yeah. So I think yeah, I sort of fall just you know I fall back. I just do whatever I have to do. I don't really fucking scream anyway. It's just different to you know when. You know, you had people playing for years, and then you got people that've been playing for, you know, a couple of years, and the, the different levels and your expectations. I think it's a little bit different. So I, I, I calmed it down a little bit just to see how I go. But you know, sometimes you get fucking fired up. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> it's simple as that, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes the team do, does need. Sometimes the team does need a ripping though. 
That's Freddy every Thursday night yeah. at, a, at a team run. What's that? <laughs> Abusing me for my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the same as what Freddy does to me. It's all good. We all get it, bro. You read those Stevie Howe questions. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, because I fucking shoot like a fucking dirty old broken fucking shotgun. Oi, Cos, how many tries have you... Cos, how many tries you scored against Australia, bro? <laughs> he scores one try. I think he's a hero. Oi, That's right, yeah. That was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, I was fuming. I was about 35 kilos overweight, too. Struggling out there. Um, we got some more. We got some more questions from Stevie Howard. If you're yeah. sweet with him, he's got a couple of good ones here. Yeah. Cutting to questions again. I'm just trying to have a talk with him, mate. And you're trying to cut the questions. Oh, sorry, brother. <laughs> oh, they're just. Uh, he, anyway. <laughs> uh, Stevie Howard. <laughs> Stevie Howard just wanted to know. He goes, "Hi, Corey. If you if you were building your dick from scratch and every inch takes off two years of your life, how big would you make it?" <laughs> <laughs> so you're living a long time then you got another one here um, who would you swap your life with if given the chance and why Oh, Iron Mike. Fair enough. Did you see that video of him in that bar when he was shadow boxing? He's like fucking 55 years old. He looked like he was about to kill everyone inside. I was like, fuck, bro. Could you imagine some of the night terrors he'd have too? Oh. When he was on Rogan's podcast, like just a chat they were having, you're thinking, this bloke's got some serious demons. Well, he's lived a life, Tyson. He's a fucking unit. He's just—he's almost scary. Like, now he's making like a half a million dollars a, a month or something with his <clears throat> weed stuff. Yeah, like he's, he's got his own weed line or something. And that he's he's po- and his podcast is it hot hot boxing. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, Tyson Fury on there. Yeah, that he's that's supposedly his his podcast is killing it right. too now. It would be. Imagine the reach you'd have. Oh. Fuck me, dead instantly. <laughs> so, yeah. Cos, what? Like yeah, exactly. That's it. Yep. Um, we just got uh, off the phone with Offered Al. He called while we were recording. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he was abusive as ever. Um, but uh, he uh, yeah, yeah he me. he said he he said he wasn't picking up because he was on a drive with his missus on like a little afternoon date. Man, after we hung out with him in Gundy, I'm surprised he's still married. I didn't think his marriage yeah. was lasting, did it? Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a well, you think it, you think it'd get rid of him after the fifth time he's pissed to bed, do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, or after he makes you move man, to fucking gun to Windy. <laughs> we, were drinking, we were drinking upstairs at the hotel, at the pub we're staying at. He left her waiting out the front for, what, hour and a half, two hours, and she kept ringing and he handed the phone around, said, yep, I'll be down soon, I'll be down soon, till she finally left. Even Freddie was giving yeah. him relationship advice. It got to that level. Source, I really well, think you need you know, to ring your missus. That's when you know you're struggling and Freddie's giving out relationship advice. Yeah, fucking fucking no. How, how's the engagement going, Course? 
Yeah, it's good, bro. <laughs> Sweet. Oi, did you get did you get on um premium Pornhub when it was offered? Did I? Nah, I didn't know about it. Nah, I'm I've been not. I've been practicing. I, I do enough practicing here with lockdown. Now. Yeah, so I'm sweet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a time trial thing when you got the eight minute version. You don't need to worry about the forty minute version. Yeah. You just pump it out. When when you are, yeah. when when you eventually get back to Oz, I, do you think you'll be going? to just play footy just for fun or going back to a system? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I wouldn't mind just having a year just to chill out with some mates or something. But then, again, do you do that and just go backwards a step or, you know what I mean? It's hard to come back when you go down and you're at that, like, that less training, less commitment, only training twice a week, shit like that then. Lord, it'd be hard to step back up and go, yep, I'm keen to go serious at least three nights a week, focus a lot more. Yeah. You a know. lot of people say they're going to have that year where they just kick back with the boys but and then and stay. and then never, ever get back to where they were. But then again, it depends on how old you are and what you want to do with it. It's sort of fucking, it's everyone, well, the world's your oyster, really. It's everyone's fucking opinion what they want to do. So, cause with with the USA Hawks, <laughs> Now Freedy's like forced into retirement because he's ancient. Yeah, just from and the um some of the Nate Glad Nate Gladden, good mate of mine. He was saying on his show the other week, he sees you as um maybe a future captain of the Hawks. Would you be continuing making yourself available when the world comes back to some normality and you get to play a few games? Would you? Are you going to still be available to wear the the red, white, and blue jersey? Yeah, I think I, I think I will. I think I'll always make myself available because I think they've, you know, they've, they've done the right thing by us, the USA, like by giving us a platform to go out and play. And you know, obviously, look at Freedy. It's made Freedy famous. Freedy's famous. He had fifteen minutes of fame. Freedy, that was twenty thirteen. He was celebrity man when uh-huh. when we did the they did the junior um pre, uh, trophy presentation at Mitchie in twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, but for, for sure, let Corey answer the question you asked no, him. Yeah, just gonna say. I say, they need someone to deliver to give out trophies. I say, what about him? He's fucking. He's having his fifteen minutes of fame. They said, no, we can't get in contact with him. Can you do it, Righty? I said, I can. I'm right, not, man, you're a whole lot more famous than Freddie will ever be. Don't worry. That is about true, that. but just, like, just thank you. Your horses. Oh, so, so, course, continue on with the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll make myself available. I think it'll be it'll be good for us if we can get back up there. But the hard thing is, is that being over here, you get to see like you know the the sides like Jamaica getting stronger because they've just always got players coming through. Yeah, so many pommy um, boys. They're a chance. Yeah, and I think it's it's it, it's good for them as well because they're all sort of in the same country as well because they've got so many uh, Jamaican internationals over here in the UK. I think it makes it easier for them where. You know, you gotta catch a bloody forty-eight hour flight to try and get to America to meet up with all the boys, and then you don't even know if they're getting the proper coaching over there because there's, you know. Yeah, let's let's be time. realistic. That's an area they have to pick up, and I know it's hard, yeah. and they try and attract blokes there, but they'll get a decent coach to come for a year because he's on a bit of a work and holiday at a club. Eichner said this in an interview with him a few a few weeks ago that at the Axemen. They always had a lot of good imports come, so they were learning a lot 
off the Aussie boys and that who are coming into the system, which is great. Yeah. But not every club has that. Like, like I remember yeah, right. saying this to Freddie years ago. Are you going to keep making yourself available? And he goes, mate, if they still need me, they're not doing their job correct. And I said, well, mate, there's no one coming through in these key roles. Like yourself, if you're playing 5-8 there at Sheffield, I'll be looking to play at 5-8 for them because you need to be touching the ball yeah. more. I think it's just one of those things as well. It depends on what imports you get over there because, like, obviously you're only playing for what? What's the, how long does the season go for? Three months? Yeah, not long at all. And they have and a lot of, like, weeks yeah. off. Yeah, are you, are you going over there with the right intentions? Like, you know, you get some young kids that are 20 years old but only playing f- park footy over here, fluffing up their resumes and doing all that just to get over there for a while there. So I think that's where, you know, it sort of comes down to whether they can get the contacts, you know, over in Australia to get the right people over there, not just people that are just going to go over there for a holiday. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it means a lot more to, you know, it means a lot more to them Americans when they're, because you think about it, they get some young Aussie kid that says, "Oh yeah, I've scored a hundred tries, but hundred tries in the season for C grade or whatever." You know, you you, you step up to A grade or you step into New South Wales Cup, even one Massey in that, you you getting fucking benched or something. Yeah. So I think that's where, I think that's where the difference is, and you know, having contacts in Australia, they need to get the right people. Like, Mate, speaking I, to Denny Howard, obviously, like you and Freddie, and that you can point them in the right direction mm. if people want to go over there. Because, cause it, it kind of goes both ways, eh? Because, like me and you've talked about it before, but we can tell like the the one or two gamers for the USA that are just coming over to you know to be a part of it for that one time, and then we know they're going to fuck off and. And that's kind of the shit that kills kills the culture in the in the in the uh, yeah yeah team yeah. Well, I think you're trying to name names there because you still got your watch. Yeah. So is that what you're talking about? What's that? Yeah, that that was, <laughs> that was disappointing. No, well, that well, there was a couple from that one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not good. Nah, but he got in contact yeah. with me. He said he lost my number, and I think the watch is in the mail. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Is that realistic? Is that yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I suppose after 55 messages, yeah, he, you should he, probably... He messaged me two days ago. It's pretty funny. Oh, good. It hasn't been long. Fucking <laughs> 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 six and a half months later, it's all sweet, bro. <laughs> but like, Corey, for you, man, I think one of the better stories is when you got sent off. Like, you can tell how much you mean, uh, like care about it because when you got sent off in that qualifier, tell them what you did after you got sent off. <laughs> Oh, bro. <laughs> get sent off just before half time, go into the sheds. Yeah, what'd you get sent off for and, again? Um, swearing at the ref. <laughs> what'd you say? Oh, I just called him a cunt. I said, Are you fucking kidding you, Billy cunt? <laughs> I held him up. Honestly, the ball was on my chest. The ball was on my chest. Yeah. Like he's over the line. He walks back and calls it a trial. I was like, this cunt's kidding. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't like your difference of opinion. Card. Yeah, I was fuming. I was fucking pissed off. Get a red card, go into the sheds. And I see a text from my mum saying, oh, um, how come you're going off? Have you been, like, benched or something or you're injured? And I just called her. I said, mum, fucking hell, I've just lost this game. I've been sent off. Started crying. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. No, we'll be all right. Fucking all the boys come back in the sheds. I was trying to, like, oh, you know, go out right. Got me clothes on and that. I was just sitting in the stands and like, uh, 
Maka is just like, what the fuck have you done? And she's like, right. but yeah, it was just, I fucking went back in the sheds and just called me mum. I was like, mum, we fucking lost this game when I got into the World Cup. And yeah, that was it. And you end up winning too. Danny Howard hat trick out in the centres on that left yeah. edge. Yeah, that's where Brian Burrows fucking stepped up and like killed it. Mm. And can he scored a mad try from the scrum? Yeah, because Canada was rolling with the Jacks brothers that game, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They dominated yeah, the Jacks yeah. brothers. Yeah. But um. Yeah, man, that, I just remember when we come off and you were like, bro, I'm so fucking relieved you won. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then imagine, uh, I remember the party after that. Oh, bro. God. Remember, remember Stevie Howard rapping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the two big guys. I still got them on Facebook. Yeah. Can they, can they send anything out or? <laughs> I don't know what you mean, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, yeah. 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 Dana, were you going to say something? Oh, so do you guys have any idea of sort of a rough time when you guys are going to get back to footy? Obviously, yeah, your lockdown's been extended, but is there any word of like like a, a, a flattening in the curve over there, like, like we're having over here? Yesterday, I was talking to like some friends of ours. They said because we don't really watch the news over here, but they said that it's jumped up to um, they've got twenty thousand deaths. It just hit twenty thousand deaths over here, and they're saying that it's like increased from five hundred deaths a day to eight hundred over here. Mm. So they're just not too sure when it's um, when it's going to stop because it just keeps going. Yeah, but they're saying um, maybe. June, July, I've heard. But That's not bad you know, considering like the rate of infection over there was and like astronomical at yeah. one point. Has Super League reserve grade been canned like for the rest of the season or just? Well, I'm not too sure. I think they'd try and carry on everything. Yep, it was good. If I know a lot of Super playing. League players would be going back. Like I know Albert Kelly, the first round that they had that uh, Super League reserves, he played in that, him and Mahe Fanua. Oh, jeez. Fuck me, so, dude. you know, they sort of, I think they sort of need that role for them players that are sort of coming back from injury and mm. or, or, or just people that need, need to get game time. And that's a trouble but, over um, here. Yeah. That's a trouble over here. New South Wales and Queensland Cup have been canned. They ain't come back. We may get off the ground, but there's no New South Wales or Queensland yeah. Cup. Which could have could have a pretty like decent waterfall effect on like lower grades. Like if if cup doesn't go back, and even let's say six or seven blokes from a cup side decide we'll just push back through the feeders, that pushes a lot of blokes down the ranks. You end up having real like decent quality ones players playing twos or threes, and BRL quality players sort of playing ones. Yeah, sort of has that waterfall imbalance. effect. Yeah, it throws it out. So it'll be interesting to see when we do get back. Um. How many? How many of those cup blokes will? Obviously, the contracted ones won't be going anywhere. But like, how many of the the fringe cup blokes and and some of the other blokes will um be playing sort of um BRL footy or or even reserve yeah. grade? Yeah, you couldn't push someone like say Tony Williams at Manly down to play Blacktown Ron Massey Cup or yeah. something like that. Those dudes are just, just gonna just have murder. to keep training. But then where do, where do you play him? Because someone like Tony Williams, if he's in that sort of first grade, you know, you, you need to run him. Yeah, that's because the problem. Like, you know, how, how he could go. So, mm. 
that's that's what I mean. Where do they just scrap the? Or do they bring in another little competition just for? Yeah, well, not A grade, but to push it sort of back and not call it New South Wales Cup <clears throat> and just get your normal New South Wales Cup playing Ron Massey or, you know. Yeah. But then, you know, you sort of got to figure out where, you, where do you put your next feeders because I know, like like you say, Manly's got Blacktown, Wentworthville have got Parramatta and that. What about these other teams? I think it would turn a lot of teams off. Yeah, yeah that'll, that will make a drama for some of these blokes. Like North Sydney and that, who have predominantly just got the North Sydney blokes and a few Roosters guys, yeah. those North Sydney guys ain't going to get to play nowhere. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, do they just run around in A grade? Yeah, go drop back to oh, Asquith or somewhere. Yeah. That's, what that's what they'd have to do, which is just um, just put the balance of all these comps off, especially now once sides have already done a preseason, they've already played all their trials, and now you're getting two or three different blokes in and key positions and every side's changing and that's depending on who you're getting back that's dropping down and, and if blokes even come back. Like, we still don't know if we start up again tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to get the same blokes here that we had when we left. So it could be completely yeah. different for a lot of sides um, and, having to make do with what they got. You know? And, Cos, with you, mate, is are you still getting your matches and shit? Um, yeah, so it's, it's a bit different over here because uh, we've been furloughed, so we've been helped by the government. So the government have stepped in and said to all small businesses and self-employed people that um, they'll pay 80% of their wage for I think it's two or three months or however long this will, this will work out. So we're pretty lucky with that. Um, as for matches, they've spread it out over, over the three months because we're only getting three matches this month. Yeah. Um, so they've spread it over the three months, so we sort of get a little bit of money as well. Uh, with that 80% furloughed stuff. So it's been pretty good. You know, other clubs have just gone, bit the bullet and said, no, nah, we're not paying you anything until this is over. So I think we're pretty lucky in that um, that sense that that's sort of happened for us. Yeah. And uh, I, and because I, and also, while I think about it, uh, if you're a betting man and you're heading back to Australia, you're coming in Queensland or New South Wales to live? <laughs> I'm not too sure yet. I'm not too sure yet. We've got to see. My missus, my missus wants to go to Brisbane. It's nice and cheap up there, isn't it? Yeah. So could, you could rent. Could be on the cards. You could rent this room down here from Freddy if you want. Eighty bucks a week. He'll pro- provide food, Eight. beverages. There's a gym in the the gym in Eight the car. Yeah, and then, and then we and then we can oh, swap missos. Oh whoa whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this you, don't, you don't want that thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Uh, if I had to wake up to that stupid fucking flag, that Broncos flag. <laughs> uh, just because we, just because we got oh, some. Look at me getting photos. Just because oh, we got some good me. picks, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got some good picks. So what about what about with this New York bid, mate? Would that interest you if they come a knocking? Oh, I'm not too sure. Um. It would, but you know, where, where do they come into the comp? Yeah. You know, what sort of money do they have? Because um, you just like anything, you don't want to be stranded anywhere. Yep. Um, especially the uncertainty now of like what's going on. I know a lot of a lot of the boys have gone back home and then can't come back over because they're not uh, English residents or they've just chosen to 
stay home. So I think now you've got to weigh up things like that. Yeah, 100%. Because especially being caught over in America, you know, you sort of – their health system's probably not the best over there. You know, you pay fucking arm and leg just to get treated over there. So it's just one of those things. Do they have the funds? I heard that they don't have the funds. I've heard a lot of things. People are pulling out. You know, things are falling through. So Apparently they're getting sponsored by a dead hole company. So, like, if any injuries, you just drink a bit of dead hole and it helps with um, oh, COVID-19, it. yeah, and bleach, another <laughs> bleach mob helping out. So, <laughs> surprise me <laughs> it's going to be hard for them now especially now yeah after the usa is like the epicenter of the um this whole uh, the covid19 rubbish so i think coming back from yeah. this to then try and kick off something like kick off something as big as what they're trying to do it would have been a it would have been a like a it's all it was already a bit of a stretch to start with like it wasn't unforeseeable it wasn't impossible it was still going to be hard, but now you add this into the works too. I think it's going to be um, a hell of a challenge to get this um, off the ground, get it up and running without something yeah. pretty well, special they, happening. They would have to come in in um, like League One, wouldn't they? Like if you're being realistic, yeah, yeah. like as like Wolfpack and that did. And the thing is too, it's a step down. You're playing against par- basically park football dudes who've got to travel, you know, enough families as players, but they're going to play against a side that's looking to get promoted, like with the Wolfpack when they were flogging all those teams. They're in a, they're in a professional, they're training to be professional, and you're playing against part-timers and yeah. blokes who can only train once a week sort of thing, and then they've got to come. So you've got, it's a big call. Like, they were looking the goods, but there's, this has got to be a big, this has got to rattle their cage a bit. Then there's um, Ottawa putting a side in. Too, they're having tryouts, another Canadian side. All these sort of things have got to, it's going to put things back a bit. Like, especially now with money, yeah. like you're saying about money, all of a sudden you haven't got as much money now. Mm. You're looking, they're looking at cutting back with NRL clubs, like all their spending. Like some players have got two physios, four coaches, things like that psychologists who are all full-time employed, majority of them are either got to go or just go back to being contractors. That's, just, that's the same thing at every level of the league, but they're talking about um, minimising expenses, like especially non, non-essential expenses. So stuff like the bunker might go for and take back to the old video yeah, ref system. Yeah, 100%. They're talking about stuff like even going back to one referee to save on a referee. And like talk All that sort of stuff, Any anywhere they can save a penny looking at all these different positions within the ranks at each club and then within NRL HQ itself, trying to just take out, make all these roles redundant that aren't essential 100%. So it's going to be interesting to see who's left at the end of it and how much money everyone's going to be getting paid. Cosa, just a quick question. So I've been trying to set Dana up with my friend AJ Humps. Uh, Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. what what do you think? Do you think you should go for it or what? Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. There we go. We're thinking of maybe doing a poll on the any given Monday page. Photo of her, photo of him. Punch hard, lad. You're punching over. Go take this opportunity, lad. And supposedly Dano's date is going on a few days with some blonde Sheila that he keeps talking about. So 
And surprisingly, no. Freddy isn't a substance abuser too. So <laughs> everyone's got their own secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. At Sheffield, does anyone mention Mark <laughs> Offerdale's name? Does Mark Offerdale get mentioned? Like, hey, remember the good times we had with uh, Mark Offerdale? Remember the time when Offerdale... Oh, oh, this guy we know. Should have heard him... In- That's what they say. Who? That's the only thing that gets mentioned next to his name. Who? <laughs> when did, did that guy play here? That's what they say. <laughs> well, well, they're like, that, that, he that, that guy played when we came bottom of the table. Oh, that was all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy that was on peptides all the time, at gangly arms. Yeah, back in 1984. <laughs> yeah, fuck. What is he doing? He's a useless prick, isn't he? Well, mate, <laughs> he, was, he was driving trucks because he's had to close his gym down, so he's driving trucks and... um. He called me when he was driving the truck, and I go, you drove trucks before? He goes, fuck no, I'm learning on the run. I'll tell you what, I know what he's not doing. He's not running hard and straight is what he's not doing. He's running sideways trying to find halves is all he's doing. He I is, played 80 minutes of footy against him. I don't think he ran a straight once. He's the mayor of Gundawindi. Every, every hillbilly, crackhead, whatnot, they all report to him. Man, he's got everyone's number. They just eager. Anybody, anybody wants something? Oh, geez, I'm a bit hungry. Don't worry, I'll get one of the boys to drop down a burger. Blokes wanted more than burgers. He texts blokes. Blokes were all happening. The like, he's going to run that hillbilly little town soon. That lad. Oh, oh, so Cos, we'll let we'll let you go, mate. Um, did uh, you want to shout out No Bow Crew or anything like that before you? Nah, I'm alright, bus. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about what about Gunda Winnie Barbell Club? You've been repping that show. <laughs> oh. Nah, it's gone in the bin, bro. Honestly. And can and can you just let oh, us what? can you just let us know that if you if you're Brisbane based, you you're, you're going to be the fourth person here every week on this gouge. Yeah, bro, I'll be there. <laughs> Pubs are meant to be opening in a couple of months, so you come back to Brisbane, we can uh, sample yeah. a few. Around the watering di- hole. Yeah. yeah, they're getting rid of buffets. I heard. Yeah, that's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, Sizzler's that in boy that. Boy, really loves a good buffet. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves a good buffet. Uh, once we sort out a few shirts too, because we we'll have to send it over to you. You can rep us over over abroad. We get a um, yeah. get you an probably, AGM shirt. Be, yeah, hundred percent. That's it. Are they gonna be good shirts or what? Yeah, well, the first one coming out is gonna be the uh, the duty official sword, the sword fight duty official shirt. Oh, nice. What yeah. about rehabs for quitters? <laughs> 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 what, if, what about if uh, you're not cheating, you're cheating yourself? Exactly. You're not cheating, you're cheating yourself. Remember, remember McDermott? Spot on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cause, thanks for that, bro. We'll, we'll let you go, mate, and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers, boys. Take Cheers, care, bro. brother. Cheers. Cheers. Chat Cheers. soon. Later, bro. Take care. Watch out for the mercenaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bro. Well, I think that was a raging oh, success. Our mega, great man, our mega yeah. star coming on oh, to give yeah. us a bit of insight into what's that's, happening abroad. On a serious note, that's a massive plus for the USA Rugby League, Freddie, if, if Corey's pledging his allegiance to the future when everything comes good because they need – there's certain things they need to fix. And keeping him around – is a definite plus. I'd be playing him in the halves. Thoughts, Christian? 
Yeah. The oh, more he touches the ball, more tries going opportunities. It, looks, gonna it looks dangerous every time he gets handled. From what I've seen of him playing, every time he gets handled the ball, he's got a strong running game, got good balance. He doesn't seem to get knocked over he very can't. easily. So yeah. Oh yeah, he's um he's just the, he's just got that Dana. Just got that Curry magic, and you know he, where and he can do yeah. special um, something special. Hundred percent, but it's with structure too. Mm. So he's got the he's got the um, off the cuff shit, mm. but he keeps it like he keeps it within the structure, and then he'll do it when it's appropriate. Mm. Yeah, he's, so he's one. He's like he's like I say, Vorhi. Or I always praise Vorhi, but. Corey's one of the the more exciting players I've ever played with. Like just the way that he'll fucking come in, push me out of hooker because he sees something, he'll go straight through. As you should do. Yeah. Two opportunities there, and especially when you're playing in an emerging nation side, we can talk about structure all we want, but the times you have to throw, you have to roll the dice. Yeah. You have to try something, but you also have to be prepared to defend that if it doesn't come off. Mm. And I'm not talking like kicking from scrums and things like that. If it's on and you give it a go. And you don't get the ball back, but they've they, the opposition's recovered the ball five metres from their try line and they've got to come off the line. It's worth it, that. Sometimes that. It's worth it. And next time, the wingers are starting to drop off and they're worried about that. So if you decide to run on the last, there's opportunities if everyone's on the push. Yeah. Mm. So what, One of the funny things with Corey is, uh, so, we're, yeah, I've been playing with him since the 2015 um, and we weren't roommates, right? So this mm-hmm. last, this last qualifier. Was that his choice? No, no. We, we, for some reason you always get, they say he's your roommate list and it might be total strangers. They try to mix up the thing. And I, I, I don't think that's, that's very beneficial because I think if you're comfortable, you're going to sleep better. Like if you've got mates in the team, you might as well bunk up with them. That's what I've always thought because well. someone's usually going to have a mate in the team because mm-hmm. you sleep better, you, you just associate better, you, you keep each other on time you kind and, of thing. You and Offerdale room together quite a lot? Me and Offerdale never room together. Okay. Yeah, we roomed together for two nights out of the whole like seven years. And that was Mark's choice? Yeah, well, uh, Mark's a hard roommate. But um, yeah, with Cor- Cosa, the last one, I, re- I remember we didn't get roomed up and me and Corey are sitting there talking. We're like, all right, we just got to go up to the coach or the manager and we just got to plead our case. Why we Who's the get? manager? Um, we had, so we had Racho and then also um, there was a couple, there, there, there was a few that year, but I, I think I went up to... <laughs> I might have gone up to Racho or to, um, so sometimes our manager would also be slash assistant coach, but I was like, look, and I gave the sob story. I'm like, look, me and Corey. Richardson? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'd just call him assistant coach, not yeah. manager. But I think I went up to Russia and I was like, look, me and Corey haven't roomed together. Might be our last. I like gave a sob story. I think I was tearing up as I talked to him. <laughs> Can we please room together? And he's like. All right, sweet. So we changed. I went from Offerdale's room that that 2019 was it 19 or 18? Mm. Yeah, 2019. And then me and Cos room together. But I remember because I just come from Colorado, so I had a shitload of um, t- uh, uh, edibles. Oh yeah, yeah. And Some then, of your favourites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then one night, one night we we get on the edibles, we go out to dinner, we come back, and we have to flee the room because of bed bugs. Oh, yeah, so we have yeah, to, right. yeah, we have to change the hotel because of bed bugs. <laughs> Me and Corey are fucking chilling on edibles. We're like, we don't need this shit yeah, right now. Yeah. We had to go pack all our shit. It took fucking ages because we we were getting rocked by these fucking gummies, <laughs> and we pack all our shit. And we had to change hotel rooms, Welcome but we got to the other hotel and just chilled after yeah, that. But uh, how far away was that? It was an other hotel. The other hotel was where we stayed the the two two to three years before. Oh, but, we qualified, uh, yeah. yeah. 
but but yeah, bed bugs. I was like, I couldn't give a fuck yeah. about both bed bugs. Yeah. Just let Not it sleep. Right now, this was yeah. the night before the game, so yeah. So, <laughs> so with your um, we got to throw it out there. Um, you had a little interview done with you the other week. Yeah, let's shout, shout him out. Fucking good, man. Great interview. Mm. Um, you know, rugby league, in my opinion. Yeah, rugby league, in my opinion. Yeah, he really he done his homework tracking down like. I thought it was really good. I personally loved it because we're good mates. But just the fact that just hearing part where your dad got to watch you play before he passed away, yeah, that was in with me personally. I played a lot of footy, but my dad never got to watch me play. Yeah, you know, and I always regretted that. So when I see someone gets to share a moment like that yeah. with their family, like Dano and Jolie, his brother, got to play a bit of footy together, and it's it's a pretty special moment. Yeah, and just. You were you were pretty open and honest. You talked about when you're at the sunny coast yeah. and about coaches you had. And a lot of your family and friends uh, commented on there, loved yeah. it. it. Was well written by um. By no, yeah, it was good. So he, he kept it, he kept in like real, uh, kept on to me. And I think he asked me two days before that. Then he sent me the answers, and I go, mate, can you email them to me so I'll write you a, a bit of a spiel? Because I've, you know, I've got that, I've got that story in my head because mm. I've, I've, I've thought about it. Like even my dad would tell it to me. Like he's like, you come from here, I want you to be there. Mm. Like you've come from, from getting cut from after Colts, you got cut. Then you, you're trying to, you're going up the sunny coast, you're traveling, that all that shit. He'd, he'd give me that spiel. He goes, you got to get there. Mm. So, um. When he, I said he write me the questions, email format, I'll email it back. And he he kind of said he goes, oh mate, thanks so much. I only wrote him a few paragraphs, you know. And he goes, oh, thank, did a good th- job on he it. goes, thanks for the effort yeah. that you did. Yeah, did and I, it wasn't effort; it's just it was just what I was rattling out of my head. Mm. But um, yeah, the 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 big the biggest takeaway I thought was like when you're thinking back, back on it is that. The, the part and I put it in brackets he didn't print it thank god um I didn't think he would but I was like so my dad told me and I I, I fucked up I said um prostate it was pancreatic cancer mm-hmm. um but uh I fucked up and said um oh yeah I fucked up and said that but in brackets I said mate look I'm telling you this because it kind of goes with the story mm-hmm. of why I didn't come back and stuff like that um but you know, heaps of people have been in way worse situations than me where they're, you know, the dad passing away, it's it's a sad thing, but mm. there's, man, that's not the worst thing that can happen to people, you know? So, but where my dad, he, when he told me about it, I knew about it about three, four months after my whole family knew about it over mm. here because I was over in France and he told them not to tell people. Yep. And then I, when I first talked to him about it, he then just said, he goes, yeah, because I knew you'd get on a plane and come back. He goes, you're not coming back, bro. He goes, you're staying over there, come back and say hi, then you're getting over to the US and make sure you get that jersey and that's what I that's what and I did. That's mm. awesome that you had that much support. Yeah. And he and you you told me once that your dad, when he was looking at the Tomahawk side, that he said, Mate, he said, You need to be in this team. Yeah. You need to be making this yeah. team. And rightly so. I, and, and my dad, he would have been happy if I was in that 25 and then got dropped before that. You know, as long as I was, he got, you know, and Jono, Jono was a legend and he sent us out individual letters in the mail saying, congratulations, you've made the Tomahawk side. If there's anyone That's better who, there'd be nobody better writing a letter. Like, I know. most, and, most and of the people we know struggle through an email. You know, but to write a letter, yeah, exactly. a handwritten letter. A letter with letterhead, Tomahawk signed. Each yeah. one, yeah. Oh, Congratulations, you made that. Yeah, is uh, is crazy. Is and um, and then, and then yeah, and then my dad got cremated in the jersey I played against in Australia. Nice. Yeah. So. And 
And one of the other jerseys is up at the West Mitchie Footy Club. Yeah, that's right. Which is pretty special in itself. Dave Campbell. Yeah, Dave. I yeah, forgot about it for a while. And then me and you spoke and yeah. you said, mate, can you find out what they're doing with this? If not, I need it back. I want to yeah. give it to my mum. Because I think we flogged Australia too. Yeah. That, <laughs> but that's narrow it. loss, really. <laughs> narrow loss. Yeah. This is narrow. Very narrow. Yeah. Unlucky refereeing decision turned the game again. But that was the thing, like, what I'm worried about, too, with rugby league, if we're speaking honestly, I'm worried about that you boys don't become the legend of, there's all these legends, like rugby union and that, there's when um, Munster beat the touring All Blacks um, a couple of times, mm. and which would be for a provincial side to beat them, be anybody to beat them, you're going to yeah. be, yeah, so you're going to celebrate that for a week and a half, and then have a sleep, and then come back and celebrate it, because yeah. it's that good, yeah. and everyone's going to talk about, I remember the second time they did, a dude I go to the gym with, was saying how he was there, when we, he wore his Munster jersey, and I go, what about the stories about them when they beat the All Blacks, I, I was there the That's second like time, when, when um, there's like, uh, when British and Irish Lions do tours, one the British Lions toured in New Zealand and got beaten by a reserve grade sort of stuff. Yeah, That's and that was, even though that was their second game, like, I remember reading the story about the British Lions and Rugby League came to Sydney in 88. Anyway, their, their second string side with a couple of their of test players played Manly on a Wednesday night at Brookie. Manly had six first graders out. Manly beat them 30 nil, Like, yeah. you know, things like that. Like, you're going, how good? Like, and Manly's Reggie's that year won the comp, but so there was a lot of future. Like, and a young bloke named Jeff Toovey was on debut and scored a try and killed it. Yeah. And things, and Noel Clear was the coach. And you just read things like that. Yeah. Those sort of things. I'm hoping that your 2013 side doesn't become the story of legend. Remember when the USA Hawks slash, oh, the Tomahawks then, which is a far better name, Remember when they were great? No, I said that. And that I'd thing. hate, and I'd hate it to be like just thought of because you know got a lot of mates over there. Want to see them really, really get better and be competitive. Yeah. And watching this in 2017, okay, I saw, I saw what they were doing. They wanted to give these blokes. Uh, well, just go on before I lose it. But don't you think you you really notice how good coaches are in tournament style? Uh, competitions and being able to adapt because they come into a system that they've got they've got no relationship with yeah. and to see what teams connect I think it's it shows how good coaches what if a, if a coach is good or really good you well know? you look at it and this is no offense to anyone Mal Meninga would ne would probably unless he had the Roosters or the Storm probably wouldn't coach a premiership in the NRL but Meninga is the best representative football coach you'll ever see yeah. and things like that. Steve Kearney he's a good assistant NRL coach Fantastic but assistant. when you put him in the um, Kiwi the sides and that he's very good mm. and those sort of things like all that type of stuff you know like horses for courses Neil Henry he was you know up and down as an NRL coach but in that Queensland system he's you beaut he even coached the like before the Indigenous All Star, the first one that they played a like um uh, a game at the the start of the two oh eight World Cup, Henry mm. coached that. Yeah, yeah. So those sort of things, some blokes are just you you're great at what you do and you just gotta find your niche. And with twenty seventeen when you're struggling, okay, if you wanna bring in all those local blokes, but how many of them are still making the side now? Bugger all. That's what annoys me. If you bring in blokes in exactly. stick to them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
things yeah. like that. They didn't want to chase you, your mate like Clint Newton and things like that. They don't want to go there. They didn't want to have to do this. Okay, that's there. You've had a lot of good coaches there with the USA Hawks. Yeah. It's just that how I see it now, there's a lot of halfwits involved. And I hear that from people involved. You know what I mean? People can question me all they want, but I'd bet money that I'm that I'm pretty I'm a lot smarter than a lot of the half wits you got going <laughs> on there right. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, righty. Uh, talking about rugby, my companion, my opinion. His uh, question is interested to know how you boys will think the Raiders halves will coexist in the long run this season. Traditionally, having two running halves in your good. lineup does not Excellent work question. out. Whiten and Williams are both very talented, but at least one of them will be forced to change their play style, right? Um, when you get first of all, first of all, shout out to Rugby League in my opinion. Yeah, thanks um, for coming on. Doing it. Thanks for throwing up the question, brother. Question there. Um, well, Everyone, give is, him a like. Yeah, my opinion is I reckon they can coexist because I think they're both very talented players. Whiten showed what he can do over the last twelve months, and I think Williams. More and more will become the, the the more structured half. Like he's got a fantastic running game, no doubt. But I think he's got the potential to be that structured half. Um, and in a Canberra system under Ricky Stewart, I think Ricky will might sort of get the best out of him, push him towards making him the seven, putting a bit of responsibility on his head, um, saying this is your side and you got to push him around the park and then let Whiten do what he does. I think they can coexist. I think. Um, I think one of them will definitely have to change their play style a bit, and it's probably going to be Williams. Change it to just a bit more of a controlling sort of half. But I definitely think the two of them can work, and I think the Raiders being grand finalists last year, adding someone like Williams can only help, even though I do rate Caesar, but I think Williams can definitely help um, their cause. What do you reckon, right? Josh Hodson does a lot of organising around the ruck. That takes pressure off you. Whiten's a fantastic runner. So is Georgie Williams. Kicking game too, they might lack a bit. But Hodgson, Chance Hodgson Nick, picks up that yeah, a bit too. And and he does a lot of kicking out of there. Um Chance Nickel Clockstead, he'll develop that ball plane as he goes on. Mm-hmm. They've got a big pack. They've got a good dominant pack, edge runners. I think they can, but I think they'll be fine, but everyone's got a tinker your style a little bit. Like um Think of your style of play, but like you said about Georgie Williams, he scares teams with his speed. Mm-hmm. So if they're rolling on and then all of a sudden you're tired, he can burn you on the inside of the outside. Yeah. You know? He's a, um, he's a dynamic footballer, no doubt. And I think he, him and Whiten together can only spell trouble for defences, especially if he develops a, a, a kicking game and even more than what he's got. Considering Hodgson, Hodgson will handle a lot of the... A lot of the long-range kicking out of trouble. He likes to get out a hooker and, and shoot for 40-20s. And he also likes to, around the line, shoot out and put a grubber in. So I think that takes a lot of the pressure off when blokes like Williams can focus on just getting the long-range game to a standard and also just getting that sort of mid-range like corner kicking to a standard as well. So if that happens, I think Canberra can look at just using Whiten as purely a runner, which is pretty much what he is as a 5'8". And can whack yeah, too, exactly. absolutely, and great absolute on an edge. shot machine. Considering he came up playing in the centres and playing, like obviously got moved to fullback, but he's a great defender on an yeah. edge. So I concur with everything you guys just said. Eh? You've also too, you've got those two English back rowers 
in Whitehead. And, and Johnny Bateman's great. So you've got free. a bit of ball playing there and, a few, and offloaders. Mm. That can break things up. Yep. You've got plenty of options. You're throwing plenty at them and a couple of big blokes who can use a footy. Good outside backs too, like yeah, Nick, um, Nick Kotrick on a wing. He can he offers so much, even off the wing, and same as like Curtis Scott there now. His running game's incredible. Um, the whole the whole outside backs for Canberra are pretty dominant. Obviously, you've seen as they made the grand final last year, but I think that also takes a lot of pressure off the halves. They not have to. Obviously, they they're the ones who have to push the side around, but they're not constantly having to force players to to get to where they got to be like their outside backs are smart enough and good enough to know where they got to get to and then where they got to be so yeah definitely if your helps. forwards are dominating or might get near to where you need to be yeah your runners can take command and, and when you got a forward back spots. led by josh papali i think you're in good stead to start with so yeah so that we got no more questions than that eh? <laughs> there's heaps i think oh really yeah there's a couple maybe i should have refreshed hit us dano um I got a question. I won't ask it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, former guest on the show, Jackson who's a Bega. He has asked us who was the most impactful player of the nineties, tens, nineties, two thousands, tens, and twenties. Oh, nineties. There's plenty of blokes who get straight. I think I'll say this to Dana. About, I said straight away, Sunny Bill. That's just what came SBW. To my head. Are yeah, we talking about easily? Impact on the game what? or impact off the bench? Impact player. Oh yeah, fair enough. If you're going a great bench weapon, SBW, and he played uh, Test footy for NZ when he was nineteen. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. He was that good. Yeah, he'd be definitely of the of the. And then he won the grand final later that year. Mm-hmm. Dominated like SBW would be an immortal. If he had a state in league. I always remember on that shit is, um, remember when Willie Mason came, first came into it and I think Fats was commentating um, and he goes, you know, every club needs a Willie that big. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a Fatty Vorton comment. What do you reckon, right, about the 90s? You'd probably be the 90s, bloke to ask about Man, that. like, blokes who were really tearing it up. Geez, there were plenty of folk, There were plenty of weapons. And then what about the 60s and 50s? Mm. Like, yeah, calm down there. <laughs> How about back in wartime, Roddy? <laughs> like, break it down for us. When you look at the 90s, the dominant sides were, had had always had someone who could bust open. Like those Bronco sides in those early years, they had you, your bench is, a, is as good as your starting side almost. Yeah. Although, we, any side that wins a grand final, your bench is almost as good as your starting side. Yeah. We're talking the non-drug testing years as well. Yeah. So those impacts yeah. were impacts. The impacts were proper impacts. And there can be blokes who... It's like, oh, I need to pee. Oh, boot up. And you have, <laughs> right out there. if you have a good dummy half, you can come off and, and carve up. Like, you, you don't... That can be an absolute weapon, massive asset. They don't do it as much now, but for a while their coaches carried two dummy halves. Like... When Manly mm. won it in uh, 2008, they had uh, Heath Lestrange coming off the bench. Stranger. Matt Ballon. Matt Ballon, yeah. yeah. You know, those sort of things. Like, if you can bring a different style of a player off the bench and... Bro, create, Stranger bro, was one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever met. He was hilarious. Yeah, he was playing up there at Sunny Coast with yeah. you a bit, wasn't he? Well, he played in the grand final they won. Yeah. He come off the bench. Yeah. What a side they had, yeah. Yeah. Hodgkinson, T-Rex in the halves, yeah. Sanulia out in the centres... Um, I mean, we use we use that as our Mad Monday, like watching their grand final. <laughs> and all, the, all the boys got on a bit of the speed a bit early in the morning. <laughs> so did you play, you would have played with um, Mullet Mike too, Mike Chapman? 
on the wing. Yeah, Chaffo. Oh, have you seen how he is a fitness machine? Bro, Chaffy's so funny, man. So he came and he's one of the boys where you ask him his age and he's like, oh, I'm 27. He's probably like 31. Mm. I don't know how the fuck, how old he is mm. now. He's a legend of a bloke. Also one of the most hilarious guys I've ever met. But uh, now, yeah, you, you could tell that he always was into keeping his body fully conditioned. Mm, yeah, right. And he was great, great winger in that. That yeah. season, there was times when he was at Man. There was a time when he was at Manly. He was due to make his first go debut. Yeah. Got injured at training, but he's a ridiculous uh, fitness freak. Yeah, and he does his thing with uh, Billy Slater now. The movement. Yeah, yeah. He's tight with Cherry Evans and a few of yeah. those boys. Yeah, Chaffo is so good, man. And that so old. hilarious. Yeah, good, yeah, very good player. What do you got over there? I think player. Only, I think we only, player hit us. I think we only answered the nineties and the tens, but we'll move on anyway. We'll be here all day. <laughs> I can't think of anybody who is as good a dom, more dominant than Sonny Bill Williams. He's the most dominant impact player I've ever seen. Yeah, fair enough. We'll have that. Um, While she said, if you could make, if you could pick a teammate to build the team around, who would it be? Out of Freddie or Michael? Um. Uh, <laughs> oh, bro, I choose Maclem. Cosa, I choose Cosa, man. <laughs> yeah, well, he's uh, he he's better. He's a better like utility than I am. Like, even though I I I, I consider myself a utility, and I, I was a specialist fullback. He's a better fullback than I was, and then he's a better utility. So I'd build it around Cosa for sure. And my second choice would be Cal Stewart. <laughs> Just <laughs> but just in attack, not defence, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and just he's just good to be there when you <laughs> yeah. go out. I'm, I was talking on the footy field. I was talking yeah. in the bar. Huh? Yeah, he's just great, Cal Stewart. <laughs> I remember at training, he was like, "Bro, I am a hooker." I'm like, "No, you were." Let, oh, I'm like, Let's twelve pretend, years ago. Pretend you never said that to me, <laughs> and we erased that time in my life that you just told me you were a hooker. <laughs> it's like maybe twelve years ago. Can't be <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Oh, they're all just roasting me now. That's yeah. a spirit. All right. Uzi so goes, Dana's just on Tinder over there. Uzi bro. goes, when are we going on a double date? Ha, oh, ha, wow. ha. All right. So how long has this been? we winding this up. Well, oh, mm. no, oh, well, one more. Get through this one. and we'll hit it. I said it before I read it. What is it? <laughs> Jake Morris said, if you had, he said, Dane, if you had to have sex with one man in your life, who would it be? And why would it be the Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> I um, reckon. Fuck off, Jake. How about that? It wouldn't be you and your big saggy balls, that's for sure. I would do. Uh, I'd so. probably do Eminem just because hopefully we'd be friends afterwards. I'd probably do Will Smith, I reckon, because he can sing and I can dance. And Are you taking it or giving it? I'm bro. definitely giving it, bro, because he'd have a <laughs> fucking <laughs> weapon on him. Uh, what would you enough. do, right? Nah, I don't think I have uh, having George Washington or some no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I you two think I, I'm sure you have a private session no, for this show. When I'm not you know, we'd get a shitload of hits. You doing Joe Scully? No, I reckon well, we'd get a shitload <laughs> twin of hits. on twin. It'd just be right man, Paul driving Clarky, oh, and, and it'd be like the makeup. Yeah, well, I remember of it. Clint said that um, you got the story wrong about his concave head. Oh, uh, how would he remember? He's fucked up. <laughs> okay, I might have. And also, we've He's, asked Clint on this show a thousand times, and he so, brushed us. Yeah, yeah. He, so fuck off, Clint. This is Don't also the away. bloke that said that Andrew McCulloch would end up being the Queensland hooker and Cameron Smith was on the slide yeah. in 2009. How's that going? How is that going? But it was also before, are, are you good, Dana? Mm. Yeah. yeah no, um, just as I oh, remember it, go listen to uh, KI and... Yeah. You keep going. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, go listen to KI and TI talk footy 
I watched it um, during the week when they had Robbie O'Davis on, and it was one of the fucking best yeah. interviews I've seen. Toy Ingebrigtsen and Kim Ingebrigtsen, yeah. they get some great guests. They're they're dropping a show tonight, so uh, on Sunday night, so it'll still be yeah, on there with so. Luke Capewell. Yeah, Luke Capewell. But uh, that Robbie O'Davis one, go back and watch that. Show. Kevin Locke coming on Wednesday night, so good on the boys. Um, just on a serious note. Um, just want to... Oh, are you breaking it down? No, no, no. This is real serious. Um, oh, Jesus. Just want a, a great man, Jimmy Johnson. Um, oh, Jimmy Johnson was, um, he was out, he was a brother's legend, uh, strapper, been involved with a few clubs, Pine Central, Holy Spirit, Normanby. He's been around since the dawn of time. He passed away the other day at 84 years of age. He lived in Nogger forever. People love him, like people are brothers, call him rugby league royalty. He's a real nice bloke. Every time I'd see him when they'd come to Mitchie or you'd bump into him somewhere, he'd always say, G'day, mate, how are you? How you going? Really lovely bloke. Just want to send my condolences and the condolences from any given Monday out to Lorna, his wife, and to his whole family and close friends who I'm sure are feeling the pain. But this is a horrible thing about this time of year. It wasn't coronavirus that uh, killed him, but he did contract a bad flu and that just broke him down. Jimmy had lost um, half a leg in a motorcycle accident many years ago and he was still, for for ages, he was still turning up uh, strapping, there for all the boys, would never miss a game. No one had a bad word to speak about him. Just a real great bloke, just part of Salt, uh, soul of the earth of rugby league royalty, like of of basic um, of park footy and other levels. He was strapping at brothers when they were in the Q Cup and things like that. So he's loved by many. So just wanna, if we you know, just wanna say many many condolences to his to his family and close friends because it's a very sad day when I found out he died. Is there a service like? It? Don't know anything about that as yet, yeah. unfortunately, but. Uh, I got a reminder from a mate of, from Jaden Parsons before, and I'm glad that he did because I'd hate to have forgot about this. But it, yeah, very sad. But yeah, we'll we'll wind it up on this note. Been a good <clears> show. Dane's got oh, oh Dane's got a present for Freddie. Yeah, I just bought this gift. I, I don't know if the video is working at the moment, but I got a gift for Freddie. I bought the 2020 season guide. It's a um. <laughs> The official information handbook on the NRL for 2020. Season guide. I yeah. know that if there's anyone that anyone in the world that needs this fucker, it's probably Freddy. So there you go, bro. Congratulations. Maybe, maybe when Roddy and I start talking. Well, I thought in a it was still called about, the ARL. Yeah. 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 A couple of weeks when we start really talking footy, it, yeah. you won't have a clue what we're talking about. Yeah. All right. in, in 2021, I'll just be referring to this. I'm like, no, but he's playing wing, motherfucker. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, cheers, Dano. And I'll give you the. Uh, the guide back to um, how to deal with STDs and brooding 7,000 girls at once okay. in Brisbane. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, righty, you put me yeah, on so, list, so KINTI talk footy, want to shout out to Rugby League, in my opinion. Um, also to uh, uh, Gladden. All right. yeah. yeah, Rugby League in America podcast with the great yeah. Nate Gladden. Um, mates, M-A-A-A-T-E-S uh, dot, uh, merchandise.com.au yeah, Go for your double, double pluggers. I can see Dano's wearing through his, but they're still staunch as Get shit. Yeah, it. and uh, um, the benefits of that go towards uh, mental health in the workforce. And uh, take us out. All right, man. All right. Things are starting to improve with the social situation. Everyone hang in there. 
There's some more restrictions getting dropped next weekend. People, don't be fucking stupid about it. We had some people in Sydney overcrowding beaches and they had to shut them off again five days later. Hang in what, there. recently? This week. Oh. Like, they opened on Monday and they had Maroubra, Coogee, Clovelly, yeah, all those eastern suburbs. Because the thing is, if I... Sorry to cut you off, but if we showered together in the Mitzi Club, no one would know about it. So, hopefully, when... When rugby league comes back, we'll be doing a, we'll be doing an any given Monday podcast from the West Michigan Football Club. So we'll clear this up. We'll get this going. I'm also thinking of helping out the Fernie Grove Tavern uh, because it really sucks ass <laughs> and it needs something to inject life into it. I remember um, righty man Christmas night, yeah, just so <laughs> Christmas right, Eve man. night. He was Freddy. So this fucking sucks. Yeah, he was so awful. It was, I think he yeah. messaged everyone he knew and said, "Don't so, fucking go." There. Yeah, never go there. But um, but during this time of crisis and COVID nineteen, I'm looking to put some of my feuds away. We should to burn it down. Let's burn it down later on. We're hoping to do a podcast from. <laughs> <laughs> From the Fernie Grove tab, we'll invite a lot of our friends and loved ones and we'll try and get some actual people there uh, buying alcohol and make it a better a better place to go because it was once a great pub, now it's a real shit tip. But I'll get in contact with you people and I'll look to try and drag you from the depths of the sewer that you are in and make it a better place. Everyone, take care. We'll be back in a week. And remember, don't be a mercenary. Especially Clint Dolan or Yeah, Clint O, he's surviving well. He's killing Barely. it. Don't Barely. be a don't be a mercenary. Cheers, Thanks, Rady. Thanks, Dana, and thanks, Cos. Thanks, Cosa.